the, the encyclopedia almost beat the Mets to the internet. And that was just a little baby Frank starting up an internet side thing. And they're a goddamn professional franchise. Because I remember oh, 1997, I kept trying to look for a Mets website. And, and at the time, the, a whole bunch of Mets fans started their own website. There was Mets Online, Mets.net. But the Mets didn't have their own official website until 1998. And then they were proud that they launched their website. <laughs> wow. Speaking of the Mets website, uh, they also leaked that uh, Brody Van Wagen and Hot Mike this year on their official website. <laughs> that was a special moment. Frank, uh, I mean, there's been so many different people over the last few years. Obviously, Mickey Calloway had his own fair share of Frank the Tank songs. Ed Luz Diaz has become his own like basic Twitter meme at this point. Is Brody number one on your hit list, though? Because he's kind of the one who resides. I mean, the Wilpons are the Wilpons. They're the, the reason where this all starts. But is Brody right above there? Because he's the one who trades for Edwin, Ed Luz Diaz. Actually, yes. I'm going to call him Edwin because his music, I love his song. But it, Brody trumps that all, right? Brody is a total moron. I mean, uh, the, the, the trading Kevin Smith for uh, Miguel Castro, who fucking oh. sucks. <laughs> Pat just goes, ooh, that's all he could really say to that one. I mean, that's a yeah. tough one. Miguel Castro uh, literally fit right in with the Mets bullpen. Like, can't throw strikes and, uh, you know, blows leads you know, late in the game. And I look at these other teams. They bring they brought up people and tried them. Wouldn't the Mets have been better off trying the 2019 minor league pitcher of the year? That's just what drove me drove me the most nuts about this. Like, I understand you have to trade price, but like we're, we were trading, we were just robbing our farm system for like a closer and an aging second base with a billion dollars left in his I, I, I mean, we trade Blake him. Taylor for for uh, uh, Mereznik. Yep. We traded. Uh, Taylor, yeah. We traded. We traded somebody for Billy Hamilton. Jordan who probably would have been who probably the next day would have been. Uh, Designated for assignment. He was Jordan Humphrey was uh, 14th ranked prospect in their system. They traded him for 22 at bats. He went one for 22. He made that stupid base running <laughs> error. Two base um, running errors. And then now he's with the Cubs and he stole home and hit a home run the other night for the Cubs. <laughs> and is the first player to do that since like 1967. Well, the problem with uh, uh, Hamilton, he's fast. He just can't hit worth a lick. Well, and they, the way they bungled that entire Hamilton situation where last year he got cut, the, all the Mets fans are like, just pick him up for nothing. They don't pick him up. He goes to the Braves. He kills the Mets with the Braves along with um, our boy, boy Heredia. And then uh, this year, or Hetchinavere, I should say. And then this year they trade for him, then cut him. Then you watch him go do his, you know, perform somewhere else. It's the epitome of the Wilpons. It's completely backwards from top to bottom. They, they, and, again, they, 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 and they traded something uh, for uh, that that. That uttered for, for Chirinos and uh, and Fraser is still. I have nightmares. It's going to be uh, Crow Armstrong and Brett Batty going to the Texas <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> They're going to trade for Albert Pujols, probably. Uh, yeah, that that's been the one I've been scared of this whole time. But I think Brody's time is hopefully almost up. They, 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 they should, I, I, I'm pissed. Uh, it, 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 it's already 48 hours. He should be gone already. <laughs> I mean, uh, Manfred went on with John Heyman on his podcast, and uh, he actually said that he wants to move that uh, approval along. So we might actually see it before November that Steve Cohen's uh, officially the owner so he could bring in all his baseball people, and Sandy Alderson's going to be the team president. So no way he's keeping Brody. I mean, Sandy's last draft pick as Mets GM, I believe, was Kalenic, and Brody traded him away. 
for 40 year old Cano and at Luz Diaz. You think, you think Sandy would keep that brain trust on? Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, brain trust. I don't think he could even use the word brain. You have to have a brain to have brain trust. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough to, uh, I, but I, I mean like, Oh God, I, I, I'm so angry right now. The Mets are nothing but positive. Nothing but positives for the Mets. It's over. That's all gone. We're into the future. Uncle Stevie's coming. Everything's going to be fine. I will say, like, I feel like Major League Baseball doesn't like doing the, uh, they don't like everything taking away from, like, the playoffs and the world. Remember when A-Rod opted out in the middle of the World Series and everyone was like, what the hell are you doing, A-Rod? So I do feel like they'll, they'll probably, as soon as the season's over, he'll get the approval. But, Tank, like, you know this. Those guys, those young arms, if, if, like, they're not ready to start, teams can put them in the bullpen and they could just be bullpen guys. And sometimes they end up in the bullpen for good. They move up. And, I mean, the guys we traded were pretty young. But, like, that's why you don't trade your young guys with live arms because you can use them in the bullpen. And in a shortened corona season, that's exactly what we needed. We needed more bullpen. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I mean, the Stroman deal, I never got the Stroman deal. No. I, I honestly think they wanted to have Stroman there. To be like, well, when Wheeler leaves, because we're not going to pay him, Stroman will be our new Wheeler, even though everyone's like, not like, as good. No, and yeah, yeah, and then he was going to be a free agent after the year yeah, anyway. Yeah, Stroman is is Matt. That's who he is. He's another Matt. Well, Matt just fell off the table completely this year, and no one saw that coming. Like if Stephen Matt was like halfway decent, maybe they're in the playoffs. I mean. The Mets, the, like, this is the worst part. I mean, their pitching staff was so bad. If they won those last three games in Washington, if they swept the Nationals, the last place Nationals. Do you realize that the Mets went into the weekend needing to sweep and get help? And you get a lot of help. They and did, they got the help. They got the help, yeah. And, didn't, and, and all they had to do was, you know, win those three games, and they would have been in the playoffs. So, it's just... I mean, uh... And and then they just they just put players in a position to just to fail. I, I look at other teams and and they always they're always moving around and positioning players. I don't see the Mets ever do that. No, well the Mets need to stop playing guys out of position. So hopefully they you know sign a center fielder, a catcher. Uh, they need a lot. Like this is the thing that worries me. I don't even know how much money is even going to cover up for the pitching depth. Brody traded away all their minor league pitchers. Well, if if I'm the Mets, I, I, I I'm very open to trading uh, Nimmo and Rosario. Yeah, I mean, I think that those two could very well be on the trading block, especially if there's no DH next year. Which it there sounds will be a like. DH. Well, Manfred is making it sound like he doesn't want it. Manfred is the biggest <laughs> moron in the world. I I have never. He said he did. You know, they they show that guy from uh, Billy Madison after every uh, <laughs> comment that uh, Rob Manfred said and says. Not only or not only was that the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but everyone in this room is stupider for having heard it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he uh, he also said that he wants to keep the extra inning rule with the runner on second, which I hate. God, he hates. I I hate Rob Manfred. I hate him. The Mets I lost like him. five games. The Mets lost every extra inning game they played. I'm pretty sure. Besides, nope. besides the one against the Yankees, the Pete walk off home run. But and that was thanks to Tyler Wade with his head up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, Tank. Tonight's the last night of potato chips. Do we have our last bag here? Our final bag. 
Well, I've already switched to popcorn and uh, pretzels. <laughs> I man, I knew it. People like, oh, Tank's stuck. I said, listen, Tank is a man of integrity. He ate the World Cup piece of paper. I know he's going <laughs> to stick by this. He'll. Ju- I said he can eat other snacks. It's just Halloween. It's a candy time, obviously in October. Yeah, that, uh, I, there, there, there will be no. Uh, there will be no Doritos. There will be no Fritos, and there will be no uh, potato chips. It's Malamar season two, Frank. <laughs> it's Malamar season, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, the problem with Pete Alonso was I wasn't concerned about his home runs. His batting average, his batting with the runs in scoring position, and his terrible defense is the thing that really pissed me off about Alonso this year. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like definitely a quote-unquote sophomore slump. Uh, I, I hope this is it's closer to last year's Alonso we get, whether or not the balls are, you know, juiced or whatever. Well, he still would have hit 40 home, around 40 yeah. home runs. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the, the defense was concerning, and maybe it was a little – everything was a little better. But he also, like – he was dealing with McNeil at third, which wasn't good. And it was a sophomore – it was bad. I'm happy he had his rough season. Hopefully he bounces back from it next year when it actually matters. It's a real season and it has a real owner. But, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't good. I mean, listen, I'm – You know, I'm my, uh, I, when, I'm, when they began this season, I didn't think there was – I know the 60-game season will at least have some sort of legitimacy. This season was a total fucking – Dumpster fire, and I think, and I, and I thank you, and I thank Rob Manford for doing it. <laughs> I'm with you, Frank. I, I, I said it before the season started. I, I was not going to acknowledge the World Series. I, I don't. If you, if you, if people like act like this was a real World Series, they're crazy. Well, if the Dodgers win the World Series, it will be real. <laughs> if I mean, if, if the, the Marlins win the World Series, I'm gonna go and fucking, I'm gonna go insane. How about them winning game one against the Cubs today? That was that's huge. I hate the Marlins. Derek Jeter's was starting to look pretty damn smart. <laughs> yeah, you know what would have happened to the Marlins over a one sixty two game season? They would have hit that twenty game stretch where they went uh, three and seventeen, and nobody would remember the Marlins. <laughs> I think it benefited them because they do have so many talented minor leaguers who wouldn't be up in a normal season. If there was a minor league season, and they they got some of those. Guys I'm too to young to really remember this season myself, but being the sports encyclopedia, I know about the season. In 1980, <laughs> the Mets flirted with 500 for half the season. This is when they were losing 90 games a year, from 77 to 83. And in 1980, the first year of the double day Wilpon ownership, they were flirting with 500. They had this. Uh, Come back on uh, June fourteenth, where they were down six runs in like the uh, the ninth inning, and they scored uh, seven runs, a walk off home run by Steve Henderson, Jeff Wilpon, or I should say Fred Wilpon, was ran out onto the field, and it's like they they literally carried Steve Henderson off the field, and Fred Wilpon's like on top step of the dugout, high five in the players as they're coming down the dugout stairs. They were <laughs> hanging around five hundred. The whole summer. Then they got like, just like one game over 500 in August, and then they went 19, 1 in 19. Oh, ended up oh 95 games. Oh my God. Frank, you know the That 70- would have happened in the Marlins this year in a 162 game season. Well, the, the 73 Mets were in like dead last in August and wound up going to the World Series. Well, that whole division uh, at one point was under 500. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like, Jesus. This is NFC East. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say that. that <laughs> the NFC least. Let's talk about the Giants while we're at it, since we have Clem on. 
Yeehaw comes from the football guild, the football guild, the football <laughs> guild. We represent the football guild. I mean, they're not, they're not the Giants anymore. They're the New York Munchkins. The Lily Fusions. Yes, yes, the New York Munchkins. Tank, you dog. I, I didn't know where you were going with that. I, well done. That's good. That's before, good. Before we get to the Giants. And we got the Philadelphia Pigeons. Oh, my God. <laughs> The WTFs. WTFs, I like that. And the Dallas Cow Pies. <laughs> Taking some heat from the Frank unloading out of. I like it. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I mean, that, I mean, the Cow Pies are the Atlanta Falcon away from... Uh, I mean, the Falcons are going... It reminded me of Elaine looking at the tires spinning around on Seinfeld. That's what the Falcons are doing with the football is spinning at their feet. They're watching it going... Wow, look at the ball spin. That's ridiculous. Um, Clem, I think at this rate, you know, we, we were believers of, uh, and I'm not out on Joe Judge. I'm, give him some time. But this regime, I know I was definitely someone who was positive about it and optimistic that they were headed in the right direction. And uh, I have to say, after the first three games, it seems like this regime has failed. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of that. Everyone was like pretty – it's really weird to me because like everyone was like, all right, you know, like new new beginnings, let's start fresh, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, well, the season starts pretty tough. I mean, we're probably going to go 0-4 or maybe 1-3 if they could like maybe win the Bears game if Mitch isn't great. And then the Giants – now the thing is like no one saw they were going to lose to like the San Francisco JV team. I also think like, like that – like. Bill Walsh could have done the same thing back with the Niners in the 80s. Like, he loses all his guys, and his system just beats the shit out of you because they're just a different point. Because everyone's like, well, the Giants didn't have training camp. They didn't have preseason. They have a whole new system coming in on offense and defense. And everything, you know, everyone was like, Let's, you have to build from the bottom. You have to, you have to, you know, have patience. And then they lose the first three games. And granted, the last game was an embarrassment. Everyone's like, blow it up. This thing's over. Trade Daniel Jones. Get rid of everything. And it's like, wait, why Why did it? Ch-? Now, if the Giants get a touchdown in that Bears game and they're one and two, and they they still get their doors blown off by the Niners. Is it still like the sky's falling? It's a joke. Cause like, if that's, if that's what you guys believe, that's fine. But like, I think you can't be like everyone's it's, it's like everyone says, uh, we're going to go through tough times. Then when you go through tough times, you can't be like, well, blow it up. Well, this is the tough times we said we were going to go through. And, and I, I listen, Jones I'm, continues I'm, to, uh, be a Pez dispenser. And a, uh, and the giants end up at a, a position to draft a quarterback. They have to consider it. Oh yeah, I, I was I was talking on the podcast earlier about this too. Like everyone's like, well, if the Giants, you know, and people ask me because I've I'm trying to like I've been riding the damn wagon trying to keep things positive for Daniel Jones since everyone booed him out of town and wanted Dwayne Haskins here, who's about to get benched on his own. Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins is never going to be a starting quarterback. Yeah, and Josh so, Rosen, people, the same yeah, people wanted Josh, Josh Rosen. Too. Same people wanted Josh Rosen and all that stuff. And you know, the one guy that no one wanted was Josh Allen, right? And he's the guy who has an offense built around him. That's the thing. Like Josh Allen's offense built around him. He's doing very good. Uh, if the Giants had brought in Lamar Jackson and they didn't put a plan on him, I feel like anyone would have failed in this. Like that's just the way this organization has been. And I think that could start at the top. But like we've also had like I if you don't think there's improvement on defense. There's definitely improvement on defense. They're the, is it the second least penalized team in the league? Like these are the things I'm taking solace in. Now, what Darnay Holmes did in that penalty ruined the entire game. And the Giants still would have lost the game. Don't get me wrong. But like the other thing is like, yeah, if the Giants like have the worst record in the league, they're yeah, they should probably draft Trevor Lawrence. But like if pretty much every team except for like six teams have the worst record, if the Niners don't win another game, Kyle Shannon's probably be like, 
fuck it. Let's just go get Trevor Lawrence and I'll go win five Super Bowls with that guy. Like how many quarterbacks are out there that you would not draft Trevor Lawrence for? If you have Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, like how many quarterbacks are really out there that you're saying no to Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick? I think if the Falcons got the number one pick, they're trading Matt Ryan and they're bringing in Trevor Lawrence, right? And it's like there's there's plenty of guys like that. Yeah. Well, well, the, the first thing that's going to happen at Atlanta is Dan Quinn's going to find himself. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how he's not been fired already. That was Arthur Blank's birthday on Sunday too. How like how do you ruin a guy's oh. birthday and he didn't get fired? Oh. It's like the most underreported story. It's amazing. Arthur Blank's like a saint. He was giving Mike Smith the stink eye for like two straight years before he fired him. I don't get it, but uh, yeah, man. I I I, I mean oh. the, I mean the, the, I, the word uh, when you blow a lead in the fourth quarter now is no longer blowing a lead. It's now called South cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Quinn's my uh, fellow alumni from Salisbury University. Fun little oh, fact. Man. He played. Well, he he's about to become Salisbury. Well, he's going to be about to become Salisbury's steak. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, if, imagine if he coached the Giants or the Jets, he would have been fired four years ago. I mean, you know what? Well, he's he was he he actually won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. So yeah, with the Seahawks. Yeah. He'd be an excellent. He could come to winning a Super Bowl as a head coach too, with twenty-eight to three, and then it all just came tumbling down, right? Yeah, and it's con- it's been a common trend since then. Um, and really- uh, the, 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 speaking about the Seahawks, boy, they look like a team on a mission. They have line problems. Their offensive line is is an issue, but yes, the Seahawks are very very. Russell dominant. Wilson looks like he look. Russell Wilson looks like it's climb on my back. I'm winning the MVP this year. Yeah, he's I, I, I. They were my Super Bowl pick uh, preseason, and I mean, if you ever bet against Russell Wilson in the fourth, or you're playing against him, you just need the other team to win. You're like, I you don't feel good about this. When he had, when he had Brian Schottenheimer just running just draw plays every other play, and you're still like, once once the chips are like, they basically have to fall behind enough so they throw more, and then Russell Wilson would just bring him back in it. And he's been, and now that he's able to throw starting in the first quarter and let Russ cook and all that nonsense, Tank, I'm with you. Like the you thing know, is, the uh, defense is poor. The defense is poor though. I didn't think they were gonna be this bad yeah. so far, and I know Jamal Adams got hurt. But uh, but what but look at they've played so far. They played the Cowboys. They played the Patriots. Two really good offensive teams. Now I hope that their uh, now I hope their defense sucks this week. That would be nice. Frank, ah. your audio your audio is uh, cutting out. Uh, what are you kidding me? Uh, you don't hear him. I heard him. You didn't hear him there. Is it my? It might be my audio. My. Yeah, I heard him. I heard him there. Yeah, Tank. I hope. I hope for your sake. I got Devonte Parker in fantasy. I know he has a little hamstring issue, but I could use little Fitz Magic taking place up there. Is it in? Is uh, it in Miami? It is, is it in Miami. Yeah. It is in All Miami. Right, uh, I, I don't think the Dolphins have a chance. But if they if they could if they could at least keep the game competitive, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you're in a good spot. You might be one of those teams that wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence one because you do have Tua, and it would be kind of like <laughs> I mean, Jeez. one thing is to move but on if from we, Josh if, Rosen. If we end up uh, if we end up in that position, we could trade the pick, get some yeah, get a lot of picks for it too. Yeah, yep. yeah, and so I wanted to. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence, and everyone's so you know fascinated with him. Uh, you know, even if you have like a Daniel Jones or a Sam Darnold, because Trevor Lawrence, uh, people think he's going to be like the Pat Mahomes, like someone who could just. You know, immediately as he comes in, he's an impact. And the offense is automatically better. And, you know, he lifts everyone up around him like Mahomes has. Because Mahomes has always been under pressure, pressure, uh, you know, in his career. He's a decent line, but, you know, they're not great pass blockers. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of what everyone's expecting out of Trevor Lawrence. Um, Jason Garrett is single-handedly ruining Daniel Jones with his offense. His system is garbage. 
It's all short game. It's these he's motioning receivers inside, which has the defenses stack the box and running these these run plays up the middle with the stack box. Just the, the offense is horrible. They don't take shots. Like I don't like it. This is what Cowboys fans warned us of, of about him, about his offense. Well, KJ Costello looked good in college too this week. Yeah. <laughs> Six hundred <laughs> passing yards. Uh, yeah, no, the Garrett thing is fair too. And again, I it, it does feel very much like Cowboys fans are like, this is exactly what we were saying. If you go back to the last, like, 10 years on Twitter, this is all we were saying. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. And I thought <laughs> – I, I was just happy he wasn't the head coach. And, you know, I they, they did try to bring in the guy from LSU. Was it Brady or whatever? You know, yeah. um, you know, and then they got goddamn Matt Rule, that son of a bitch. Um, but it, well, it's you just know, of- uh, the, the problem is Garrett was a giant, played for the Giants, is from New Jersey. They love they love that. And the thing is, I think Gettleman uh, will probably resign after this year. I mean, he's 70 years old, and I, I think he's going to resign. The Giants, being as dumb as they are, they'll try and promote uh, Abrams, his assistant GM, because he's been there for so long. They'll try and promote him. But instead, the Giants need outside help. That's the thing. Like, they were a disaster in the 70s, and the NFL had to basically force George Young on on the Maras. Yeah. Well, the, the, well, that's because the Maras, had the, uh, the two brothers hated each other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Tim and Wellington were, were, were feuding. That's right. And the league stepped in and they said, you're taking George Young. And everything changed. They possibly need a Nick Casario, who people have floated. Even Lewis Riddick. Like, I know Lewis Riddick, he was interviewed, uh, you know, when with Gettleman, too, uh, back when Gettleman got the job after Jerry Reese got fired. And uh, look at Mike Mayock and the Raiders. Like, you want those draft guru analyst guys like, like Riddick, like Mayock. Like, it works out because they know how to scout. Like, that's how you draft. Like, I imagine Lewis Riddick would probably be a pretty damn good drafter. Eh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to see. I mean, like, a Lewis Riddick is definitely the hero, but it's like everyone looks good when they're not making the decision. So I, I think he could be the guy. Um, I will also say, like, the biggest knock on Gettleman was when he came in and kind of just, like, started, you know, and just kind of just tried to rebuild around Eli Manning. And they're like, the, the, the Maris hired him because that's what he wanted to do. The Maris might have just said, or the ownership of my group might have just said, Whoever's coming in is building around Eli Manning. We fucked up with the way that we handled this thing. They got The thing is, the fans went crazy when they benched him for Geno Smith, myself included. And I think the problem with that was, if the Giants just didn't bench him for Geno Smith, moved on from Eli after the season, everything would have been fine. But that yeah. Geno Smith, of all things moves, kind of this butterfly effect. It then I, I think the Maris wanted to like make it up to the fans and keep Eli around. And and I, I could be completely wrong. It could have all been Gettleman. But I feel like you don't make that that one way or the other move without well, ownership the, the, the signing off. The problem with Geno Smith, is, everyone knew he was garbage because he played for the Jets and was garbage with the Jets. Yeah, I would have been fine if they had brought in the rookie, but it's like they, they they go with him and you're just like, what the that hell? Makes, yeah, that, it made no sense to go to Geno Smith. Yeah. You know what, though, also, like, Gettleman, you know, he they do have some good players. They've had some good draft picks. They've had some disasters, like DeAndre Baker. And now Will Hernandez was a second-round pick, and, you know, he's totally regressed in each of his last two years. I, I'm pretty much out on Will Hernandez at this point. Um, I mean... The Saquon pick, I've always been happy with. Like, I know why everyone hates it about picking a running back second overall. Um, but it's like, damn, it's like looking at the line now, it's like, really could have used Quentin Nelson. The <laughs> year before, two years ago, or uh, 2017 with Jerry Reese, taking Evan Ingram instead of Ryan Ramchick. That one hurts too. Yeah, I mean, there was like a, there was a bunch of those where the guy we were the rumored to be going after or a guy that would have been the perfect spot and they he just, Jerry Reese. Like the last like, five years of his tenure. Yeah, did, did you realize exploded. right now New York football is at such a pathetic level? 
Because look at what you call the Jets. Uh, I saw a stat with Mike McCagnan. Like uh, only like five of his draft picks are still playing in the NFL. God, you see Mike uh. Francesa ripped him on. He went on Adam Shine's uh, radio show yesterday and said that McCag. Oh no, he didn't even rip him. He, McCagnan apparently used to call Mike and pick his brain. That's what he said when he was GM of the Jets. <laughs> oh boy, that's not good. Funhouse goes down. Uh, I just told him to be a real question here, Hackenberg. <laughs> I knew Hackenberg was gonna be a bust. Just like I knew <laughs> Tom Brady was gonna be the best. The hundred overall pick was gonna be the best overall pick. No, the best is Mike being in love with Brandon Inge too. You guys ever seen that video? Oh uh, yeah, yes. it's a great one. I really it's like great. Inge. I love it. He keeps going <laughs> on for five minutes. I like Inge. Well, yeah, you know what? The, well, the guy that called up uh, Al Albuquerque. Children. <laughs> ah. Oh, all time moment. All time moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, then like uh, it was almost like yeah. Uh, you could always tell it to the people that were in the booth said that, uh, well, that's actually a real name. Oh, Albuquerque, yeah, he thought it was a prank. Um, yeah, so I wanted to uh, jump back to Gettleman. Uh, one thing that we know was not his choice, uh, you know, he found Ryan Connolly, of course, and Ryan Connolly got hurt. That was on the Giants coaching staff for cutting him this year. And uh, they loved Devontae Downs, you know, the not even a preseason warrior, the training camp warrior, and uh, he's been horrible. He's been terrible. But – Ryan Connolly's played one defensive snap in three games for the Vikings. He played 17 on special teams last week. Um, so he's not healthy yet. But, you know, you should IR the guy and put one of your seventh-round linebackers, you know, cut them, and, you know, they're better off. Uh, there's a higher chance of them, you know, clearing waivers and going to the practice squad. And I think they got rid of somebody who, you know, Gettleman found in the fifth round and they could really use at some point this season or in the long term. I mean, Blake Martinez has been a beast, but besides that, they've really been a disaster you know, at linebacker, and uh, the run defense really hasn't been great either the last two weeks. The, the, the last week was the, one of the worst games I've ever seen the Giants play, just on so many levels. Yeah, it was rock bottom. And what Clem said before, um, you know, if they won that game in Chicago, which I expected them to, but they didn't show up for a full football game. They didn't yeah. show up in the first half. They played a great second half and were, you know, clearly the better conditioned team. The Bears were tired. The Giants, you know, but the thing is with Garrett's offense, they haven't scored. They averaged 12 and a half points a game. They and, don't now they have to, and now they have a tough task in uh, LA with the Rams. There's no way yeah. they're beating. They're, they're 12 and a half point underdogs. There's no way they're beating the Rams. Aaron Donald is going to eat Nick Gates and Will Hernandez for lunch. The crazy thing is how they've handled her, uh, Donald lately, too. But I don't expect that to be the case on Sunday. But it doesn't matter. Sean McVay's a genius now again, which, I mean, he never changed. He was a 9-7 and seven coach last year after a rough Super Bowl and, and all that kind of stuff. And he wasn't a genius anymore. He's still a goddamn good coach. And he, they're just going to out-scheme the Giants like Shanahan did. The NFC West... It's almost unfair that the Giants have to face the NFC West this year yeah. and the AFC yeah. North. It's just two divisions that have like pretty good teams that even the teams that aren't great have like good enough quarterbacks and good enough like players that can beat you. Um, but hey, the, hopefully the draft pick and enough people survive well, it. To, think about to this way: it worth it. it's quite possible the way things look so far that six and ten could win that division. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I think the Cowboys will win it probably at nine and seven. Um, or 10 and 6, like they'll probably get it together. Mike McCarthy hasn't been great. Uh, like what you said about the NFC West, they have potentially four teams who might make the playoffs this year and deserve to make the playoffs this year. Uh, all four teams in their division. Um, but like you look at this week, and what really pisses me off, like you know, the Giants stress technique and fundamentals and discipline. We saw the exact opposite on Sunday. There was yep. a ton of penalties, missed tackles. 
uh, drops. Um, the technique was super sloppy. Like Andrew Thomas has been up and down, but like he was dipping his head a lot. His pad level was high. Uh, him and I don't know if you saw Baldy's breakdown, but uh, Will Hernandez and Andrew Thomas didn't know how to do a fucking double team. They did not go shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot like you learn in PAL football in fifth grade. Like it's just it's it's a mess, and and it needs to be cleaned up. And and you you wonder after three weeks why the Giants' offense has not made adjustments and Jason Garrett hasn't made adjustments to his design to where they're still motioning in the receivers to stack the box and it's ruining their running plays. So it's yeah, it's, it's up. Daniel Jones being the leading rusher after three games is just a terrible look. And I know Saquon got hurt and all that stuff, but it wouldn't have made a difference. He still would be. And like they're they're slowly becoming like, all right, now we're gonna use the option and stuff like that. So it's like we're slowly getting an offense, but I'm I'm wiping out these first four games. Everyone's gonna freak out. It's like uh, college basketball season. Conference games start week five. That's what I'm going to worry about. Just win our conference games, and we'll worry about it from there. I don't. Playoffs aren't even. Well, uh, the, playoffs aren't well, even a, a worry right now. Well, we got the we got the WTFs. Yep. <laughs> we got the Philadelphia Pigeons. Who could you imagine if there was fans in the stands, and the Eagles would have went down uh, played for a tie. Would the, would the, uh, would, would the reaction would have been at Lincoln Financial Field? They would have thrown batteries at, at the players. <laughs> and we got the cow, the, 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 the cow pies are, are one fluke play away from being 0-3. The, the, Frank, the Eagles are ready to blow it up. Their fans want them to blow it up. They, they're so pissed off at Howie Roseman, who you know went from genius now to – moron like he brought he brought back jason peters for the 80th time at 40 years old jason peters is playing left tackle and he looks like he's headed for a retirement home i i know two days after they won the super bowl they were the eagle fans were pissed off (laughs) carson wentz those look terrible and meanwhile nick Foles leads the bears back yeah I think they made the right decision. They made they made the decision though uh, two weeks too late though. They should have, you know, Foles probably should have been the starter, um, you know, to week one. But because uh, well, just, you know, the big story could be is if the Jets lose on on Thursday night. Oh my! I think Gase. I well, people were already making rumors that Gase is gone if they lose to the Broncos. With a you th- know what that means? The Jets are going to win. These are the goddamn Jets. They're gonna they'll they'll beat the Broncos. They'll be, beat the Broncos. Frank, every time the Jets like are getting their asses kicked, I just think of your paper airplane song. <laughs> oh, that incredible team in the white and the green. They go up the up up. They come down the down down up down crashing down. They can't do anything that is right. Up down. Falling around, <laughs> the team in the white and the green. My God, oh, beautiful tank man, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I came up with a new song today. Let's hear it. Breaking. <laughs> I actually had to write this one down. The twins are very good. They make the postseason every year, but when they October comes. They don't know anything. They just keep falling on their face. 18 straight losses and counting. 18 and everyone's laughing at them. They keep losing in October. And it's 18 straight games they lost. 18 in games they lose and they can't get anything right. The Twins are toast. 
and it's 18 more losses to come. Frank. <laughs> you guys must not know 80s hair metal. <laughs> no, fortunately not. not. Yeah. I thought I got actually, rocks about that. That's actually <laughs> from a group. That's actually a, a, the biggest hit from a group called Skid Row from New Jersey, by the way. Jersey Sebastian boys. Bach was the singer of that team. He's kind of still a little famous. But it was called 18 in Life. And I just I just hear that song in my head now, looking at the Minnesota Twins. How the fuck do you lose 18 straight postseason games? I couldn't even imagine being a fan of the Twins. I told Twins they could come through for the Mets if they want. Like, with uh, Steve Cohen, it's going to be better. I would I, never see that with the Bullpons, but... Ugh. I mean, there was a, and and they, and they had like just like this total fiasco where, boy, would the 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 shortstop yesterday it would have ended the inning, the game would have still been tied. The game would have still been tied. He tossed the ball, and he threw it over the second baseman's head, and oh, and, and then causing the, the the Astros to win the game. I mean, it's and then you see the players like like. Tripping and falling over the bases. I mean, it's like everything that goes wrong with the. uh, They put the Buxton. They bench Buxton, put him in as a pinch runner, and he gets picked off. Why? Why they bench him? Nobody knows. The fuck? I mean, it's crazy that they lost this year. I mean, hey, at least they didn't lose to the Yankees in the playoffs for once. Well, out of those eighteen straight postseason losses, I think like thirteen of them against the Yankees. They have to be, and and the thing is, the Astros are the first team in MLB history to make the postseason under five hundred. Now they're the first team to win a playoff series under. Yeah, two teams have made it under five hundred. Uh, well, Carabas then must have uh, been wrong with his research because I saw him. Uh, McCauley, uh, the Brewers also are under five hundred. Oh, the Brewers are. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy that the Bre- Yeah, it's crazy that the Mets couldn't have made it this year. Like, that's well, if the fucking Mets would have, uh, yeah, basically, if the Mets wouldn't have had their head up to their ass. If they didn't have a totally fucking clueless manager, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 if they didn't have Miguel Castro on the team, if it wasn't for, oh, I think God. I like Brad Bach when he's tired. Uh, I didn't. Know, I don't have respect for Drew Smith, but I'm gonna put him in the uh, the second game in the doubleheader with the game tied. Uh, uh, because if he might pitch better if the game is tied rather than giving him a five run lead to cushion to work with. And uh, Edwin Diaz, you know. Uh, Two two pitches for a warm up. That that's enough, isn't it? He, he ruined Jared Hughes with that game that they blew. That's when their season really ended. When they blew that five run lead to the Yankees in the doubleheader. Yeah. He pitched Jared Hughes for the third straight day, and Jared Hughes was bad the rest of the year after being dominant. By the way, I was uh, in, in my bed last night singing the horror, the horror again. <laughs> of course, this time it was because of that fucking debate last night. Oh my god. They should make that a, a weekly show. I think it would do it would do great in the ratings if it was. A good- <laughs> well, there was a lot of great there was a lot of great comments yesterday. Yeah, uh, they had like uh, who was it? Jake Tapper. This was a dumpster fire inside of a shit uh, inside of a train wreck. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that was just it was like it's very entertaining in the beginning, and then after like the hour or like forty five minutes, it just was like went stale. It was like the questions weren't good and. Chris Wallace, like, basically Chris was deba- Chris Wallace did do pro- probably the worst debate moderator ever. He was, like, debating them. Like, it was just, like, hard. He had to, like, yell over them, and it was just, <laughs> like, no one really answered. Neither of them really answered anything. 
Like, honestly, most of the questions they would ask, they didn't answer. It looked like two men, two angry men at the nursing home yelling that they didn't get their uh, oatmeal in time. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Yeah. Yeah, we're in good shape, aren't we? Yeah, great shape. (laughs) That's the South Park quarantine episodes today. Now they have their material for next week if they want to do. Just do a debate episode, too. And obviously we have Borat coming out. The comedians are going to carry us through this. Well, I I, I saw the line that does Saturday Night Live. They said the writers have an impossible task. They said they're going to walk into the work and go, you know what? There's no way we can top that. Just play the video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a replay. Yeah, unreal, yeah, unreal. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, Frank, um, what do you guys? I mean, you both obviously have seen this. Uh, the NFL has had its first COVID outbreak with four players on the Titans and five of their personnel staff, and uh, first postponement between the Titans and the Steelers. Well, the word, and and the rumor is a postponement. It's not going to be a long postponement. They might play Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. What do you think about Tuesday night football? Sign me up. <laughs> Every day, baby. Every day NFL. That's the dream. Roger Goodell's gonna get us there. One, it'll be a you know the Japan Jaguars versus the London. Well, I, I, I've, 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 I've come up with the yeah. what I want to tell to do, and tell me if this isn't the best idea you've ever heard. Eighteen week schedule, two bye weeks for every team, and the rule is this: if you play on Thursday night. You have to have a bye week the day before, the week before. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been saying that for a while. I don't like when the schedules are unfair. If you have an extra short week or you get to play a team that's well-rested and you have to go, I think everything should be as equal as possible. And I'm, I'm down for that tank, man. I'm down for that. Because it makes the, the quality of play better, too, because you can tell when these teams are banged up and rolling into the night. So we'll I, mean, I, I mean, the Dolphins uh, last Thursday – I mean that came out of nowhere because they played like ter- they played terribly de- defensively against the Bills and the Patriots, but they had the mustache uh, pretty much mm-hmm. all wrapped up pretty well. How about the Bills blowing that twenty uh, five point lead to the Rams? And they got lucky. They got that that that, that pass interference call was bullshit. Yeah, I mean. I it was who would have thought though that uh you know last year if you told me that the Bills offense would be winning a shootout like that and their defense would be giving up that that many points and blowing a twenty five point lead I never would have believed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Frank, um, do you have your tanks picks of the week? All right, let's go with the tanks <laughs> picks there. In the league, would they pay for play? We start with Thursday night where Jet fans will be actually rooting against their team because uh, they want Adam Gase fired, but Adam Gase is a cockroach. And Adam Gase will find a way to win that game and because uh, the Broncos are coming in with uh, Brett Rippon to be the third-string quarterback over Jeff Driscoll. Driscoll and Rippon. That sounds like a uh, law firm that you want to stay away from. Uh, I'm picking Jets 20, Broncos 17. Adam Gase gets a two-year extension. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, uh, South Florida. Uh, The only thing, the only hope the Dolphins have is the uh, Seahawks have extra jet lag. Because this is not going to be pretty for the Dolphins at all, whatsoever. I see this. 
41-27 in favor of the Seahawks. Then we have to go to Los Angeles in that new stadium, SoFi Stadium. $5 billion to build and no fans inside. And the Giants are going to be pretty happy that there's no fans because that means they'll be able to think as they're run up and down the field by the Rams. Final score, Rams 37, Giants 15. Chiefs, Patriots. This is not Tom Brady anymore. And Cam Newton, he can't keep up with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Although if you say Pat Mahomes, Mrs. Mahomes might come out there and kick your ass. <laughs> Final score, Chiefs 30, Patriots 13. And in the upset of the week. Eh, maybe not so much of an upset. I'm taking... <laughs> Uh, I'm, taking the Eagles. The not an upset. <laughs> I'm taking the Eagles to win outright 2013 over the 49ers. Ooh, oh, that's an upset, Frank. That's an upset. A you little money line? Oh, I guess, yeah. Kind of the upset. Injuries. I mean, what's their spread? Seven and a half? Six and a half? Seven and a half, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an upset. That's an upset. More than a touchdown is definitely an upset. I mean, no matter who plays, seven and a half is a lot of points. So you're taking the money line. I mean, what's the money line on that? It has to be incredible. I liked it a couple of weeks ago when I landed the money line on the Raiders uh, beating the Saints. Yeah. Ooh, that's the, a good one. Of, the Saints. Course, last, of course, last week, all my bets really sucked. I took, I doubled down on the Giants. I took the money line. I took them. Spread and I took them in a parlay. Not the a good move. Niners game is Eagles are plus two forty money line. So that's that's decent. That's the Forty Niners I think are going to kick their asses. Honestly, the Forty Niners from what we saw, unless the Giants are just that bad, Forty Niners are pretty damn good with their depth. Now, now that's the thing. If the if the if the Eagles go to San Fran, granted it's a road game, but in Corona world, who cares? If the Eagles go to San Fran and they get they lose thirty six to nine, I know the Eagle fans will be freaking out. But I want everyone else shitting on the Eagles like they shit on the Giants because like there's a chance the Niners are just a good ass program from top to bottom. Well, and, the, 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 just think, uh, the fans will greet the Eagles at the airport. Oh, yeah. I, I, there, I, honestly, there's a chance that if the Eagles fans were there and everything plays out the exact same, they they, they don't play for the tie because Doug Peterson's worried about losing his life on the way to the locker room. That's, that's there's, no way. there's no way they play for a tie. They're no throwing Hail Marys if, if the fans are there. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, it's it's it, I don't I just the Eagles have been so bad. I mean. Uh, they're just they're they're a wreck. I mean, uh, the, 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 the loss that gets me is the ones the, the, when they blew the seventeen point lead to the uh, to the WTFs. Yeah, I mean the fact that they actually made the Redskins look good. Oh, sorry, the the Washington football team look good, um, and then you know hey they came out to the football team without a name. Political correctness has taken <laughs> away the greatest song. It was the greatest song in all the NFL. Now it's gone because 2020 is hell. Hell to the WTFs. You'll say, what the fuck? It's another loss. Daniel Snyder's worse than Wilpon. <laughs> nice. 
Speaking of political correctness, um, the Cleveland Indians are have the bases loaded and no outs in a 3-2 count uh, pitching. They brought in uh, Rick Vaughn, or he's at least he's as wild as Rick Vaughn and wearing the number 99, some reliever, <laughs> in turn for Carrasco. Yankees have, look I should the, say— uh, play, Look at the fielders all crouched down and under heels. You know, when pitchers start throwing balls like this, that leads to errors, that leads to balls falling in. I just, like, I, I think if the Yankees come back, obviously, uh, you know, it, it's possible. I mean, they're only within three runs, you know. Yeah, well, if they come back, then they'll have to play the fucking Rays. Oh, oh that's boy. gone. Urshela Grand <laughs> Slam. Wow. <laughs> well, fuck. Yankees just won fuck, the series. Fuck. You know, I picked the... And I bet the Indians... I bet the Indians win last night because they had Shane Bieber on the mound. And Shane Bieber pitched like Justin Bieber. He was sorry, very sorry, and then uh, now uh, I put the Indians today, and now this is happening. That was a no doubter, right down the fucking middle. Uh, he actually did something the Mets relievers never do. They don't throw strikes on three, two bases loaded. They'll throw it out of the strike zone because they're scared of that happening. And uh, that guy just literally right down the middle, and Urshela blasted that one. But the Indians deserve to lose. They have too many pitches of fucking flow. There's no way the, the Yankees lose this game. There's no way they lose this game. That is a momentum grabber. Well, they could put an ad in after the lead goes. We're looking at a bat flip, too. Yeah, that, that was uh, deserving of a bat flip right there. By the way, that chewing in the glove, I've done that. <laughs> that that's a take move. That's a take move. Well, I well, like the fact that Bill Belichick is now uh, dead, uh, using the tank look. What's oh with the uh, the bitten collar and the holes in the shirt? Yes. Yeah, he's. It does look like that. That Belichick has the the tank fashion line now. Huh, do we have asked to tank yet? Yeah, I think we're just about before we wrap up with uh, Ask the Tank. Uh, Henry, you have any parting words for Henry Ludquist? Well, no cup for you. You know, <laughs> I like going to uh, Javi's Delicatessen, just two short blocks from the uh, Prudential Center, where they have, uh, hopefully they'll open again soon. They haven't been, they've closed because of this pandemic. Best Jewish Delicatessen around. Great pastrami sandwich, and you could get Lundquist soup for $19.94. But it <laughs> only, comes, only comes in uh, oh. bowls. There's no cups. And uh, <laughs> the thing about Hunter Lundquist is, when you go to his house, he's a terrible guest, terrible host, because he has no cups available for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, don't drag the guy. Come on. He's had a great career. <laughs> It's not his fault. And it's a family, Tank. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't shine Martin Broder's skates. He couldn't carry Martin Broder's equipment. He couldn't carry his jock. Marty is better. Marty will always be better. Bye-bye, Henrik. See ya. Frank, you better hope Avery doesn't hear you talking like that. <laughs> I wish he did. <laughs> My God. All right. Well, uh, we got asked the tank. Um, Cruz, friend of the show, says, 
Frank, who do you predict wins the World Series, and will you be betting on the Heat? That's a good question. I'm betting on the Lakers. Heat and six. I take it, I'm taking Lakers in five. Clem, Frank's actually been on a pretty good hot streak. Uh, with yeah? Betting lately, yeah. Usually he's the mush, as we all know. I actually know I had a crash and burn week. I took the Reds today. I took the Indians today. I took the Yankees yesterday. I took the Twins yesterday. The only thing that the only thing that saved me is I won a hundred dollars betting on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, oh, take man! <laughs> You're a high roller, Frank. Well, I bet ten dollar bets. I don't bet too many big. That's all I do is I bet. I'm a slow roller. I'm yeah, not. I'm the- not. I'm not Dave. I don't have money. Uh, I don't have money bags hanging out in my. Uh, I, I don't trip over money bags. I'm nickel and dimer here. Look at look at my yeah. kitchen. Look at the. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the brink struck like Dave. I live in a fucking slum. I'm Oscar <laughs> Madison. <laughs> well, um, Frank, as long as you don't bet on the lines. You know, you don't I bet on them in week one, and they fuck me. Every time you bet on them, they fuck you. Well, uh, if I, even if I bet against them, they'll win. And that dropped fucking pass. That dropped fucking pass. I mean, the, the Bears are the worst 3-0 team I've ever seen. Yeah, but hey, they're 3-0. I mean, I would take that. I know Clem would take that, and any, any Giants or Jets fan would take that right now. A yeah, win's a win. Exactly. Yeah, wins yeah. wins are, wins are results. Like I miss, you know, after watching the Giants game Sunday, and then watching the Seahawks and Cowboys, and watching the Saints and uh, and Packers, and then the Chiefs and um and the Ravens on Monday night. I'm like, wow, I really do miss watching competent football team that we had as Giants fans for seven years, and it just it hasn't been like that. Besides 2016, it hasn't been like that in a very long time. You know, I got I got to dig it out. It's buried in this closet behind me. But I have every Mets yearbook ever, and I found out that Patrick Mahomes is actually in the 2000 Mets yearbook. The the son? Yeah. Yeah, because he used to shag fly balls when he was a kid. And they have the Mets like over the years have had like pictures of the family of the team, and uh, in 2000 he was in the Mets yearbook, from what I understand, and because of that, the Mets 2000 yearbook has like uh, tripled in value. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, Frank, you have that? I have every Met Yearbook. Yeah, you should, uh, at least, I'm not saying you should sell it, but you should maybe, you know, list it and see. see I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to list it. It's part of the collection. I have every yearbook. I have, I have the 62 Met Yearbook. I have the 69 Met Yearbook. I have every year. I have a yearbook from every year. I will not sell them. I have a get-rich-quick scheme for you, Frank. Maybe uh, Patrick Mahomes will buy it off of you. I'll throw you a little bone for that uh, collector's item if you can't get it. Well, and you the, should the, buy the, up the, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I have all the Met yearbooks. In fact, I, in fact, I have some of the uh, revised editions too. Yeah, the no, revised right. editions, nice. With Jeff Wilpon's face in the <laughs> uh, in the front cover. Uh, well, do you know at one time uh, one of the Met co-owners was. Uh, George Bush's uncle. I didn't know that. 
tank, you are amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't think anybody knows that. <laughs> that's crazy, Frank. Well, if Frank, you look at the 1969 uh, trophy ceremony, he's actually there. Wow. Did not know that. Um, Frank, moving along, uh, we're just about out of time, uh, but we do have a couple more uh, questions for you. Cruz also wants to know, marry, fuck, kill, Nancy Pelosi, Flo from Progressive, or Rachel Maddow? <laughs> I'm like Metallica, kill them all. <laughs> all right, yeah, I, as long as you said Pelosi. But uh, John K says, Frank, on Dave's podcast yesterday, he referenced hiring Frank full time by just saying, What would he do here most of the time when he comes with. All right, never mind. That's not a question. Um, everyone's asking for a reaction to Prez, but I don't really know what they're talking about. I don't know if you. Heard anything, and uh, you could choose to comment or not. Uh, I yeah. choose not to comment. Yeah, if if you choose not to comment, then I understand. I I was I was unfamiliar, did not review these questions uh, tonight, and I did not hear the interview. Um, so, a couple more questions. Uh, typical Boston sports fan says, Frank, when can we expect more live streams on Hot Mike? Well, Hot Mike is uh, getting is having problems at the NFL, so. That's uh, going to be problematic. Uh, last week was a fiasco on uh, YouTube. People keep calling me, so I, I don't know if I'm going to do a live stream anytime soon. You know, I, I, I don't like being people calling me. It, pisses, it, it just bothers me. And I, I'm getting like 100 calls in 10 minutes. Because they yeah. put my number out on the, the, when I do these streams and... That's just not right. Yeah, the hyenas. Um, John Follin says he wants to know if you're ever going to go to the Barstool Sportsbook House in Philly. Maybe one of these days if they invite me down there. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not too keen on going to Philadelphia. But maybe one of these days. And... Yeah. And that's all we have for tonight. So uh, thanks so much to Clem for coming on. It was it was a pleasure. Yeah, and, uh, always fun to have guests. Hopefully we get more guests. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Frank, uh, on that note, take us out with a little song. Uh, trying to think. I had a song in my head and I just vanished woof, out of my head. Uh, I mean, I could always think about the classic songs like... Uh, Shit show, it's a shit show. Everything this year really sucks. When you got incompetence all around, nothing ever comes around. Shit show, it's a shit show. The Mets are always going to aggravate us. Goodbye, Wilpon, you suck. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, see you next week. Good for absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.